Hello everybody and welcome back. This is once again the deputy of MovieDeputy.com bringing you the latest and greatest movie reviews that I have thoroughly interrogated the movies for to try to bring you the most complete information that I possibly can do at least in within what I'm capable of. The movie that I'm going to be reviewing today is more than a little bit controversial at least in the circles that I run in on that. Now you may be wondering what I'm talking about. Well, if you haven't caught on to some of my previous reviews or seen some of my social media posts, I first and foremost am a constitutional conservative. I do not align myself with either party as I'm a registered independent, but I am a full-on constitutional conservative. And movies like this, the one that I'm getting ready to talk about, really push the boundaries of going places that they shouldn't go. I mean, these movies are pretty much aimed at kids. I mean, they're cartoons, they're, they're superheroes, all of this other stuff. And the subject matter that is addressed in this movie is more than controversial. It's just really inappropriate. Now, I do want to put a disclaimer on that, that this is my opinion. It is not the opinion of any of the sites that host my podcasts. It is not the necessarily the opinion of any of my advertisers, etc. And so the reason I'm kind of just giving all of these disclaimers is, like I said, because this review just really kind of goes off the deep end with that. I do want to mention also, there. this is the second movie in this type of series. The first one was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which came out in 2018. That one was completely innocent, and I did give that one a score of 7.5 on the movie deputy scale. And so when Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse was coming out and being advertised, I'm like, okay, it's going to be really good. I mean, I had literally given the first one a seven and a half, so I kind of had high expectations for this one. Unfortunately, those were dashed pretty quickly, and as you can guess, I am talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, this that came out this year in 2023. This one has a definite guilty rating on the Movie Deputy rating system and received a abysmal score of a 2.0. Now that's out of 10 so if that kind of tells you anything on that if you want to know more of the details on the movie deputy rating system episode one of welcome to movie deputy kind of goes into that and then I also have the information on the about me page on moviedeputy.com well, like I said we'll further explain the, the rating system on that but I want to get into why I gave this movie just a 2.0 out of 10. It is, oh, and another thing, it's like, this isn't mentioned until the end of the movie, but it's definitely not a spoiler. This is part one of two. There, this will be continued in Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. It didn't give a date on that, but at the end it was like, Miles Morales will return in Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. Now, Miles Morales, if you saw, if you have seen the first Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, you truly came to love this character. I mean, he's fun-loving, he is adventurous, he's mischievous. Everything you love about Spider-Man in all of the characters that we've seen, animated and in real life, just the whole, everything about the character. It's like you just really identify and just kind of connect with him and it felt like a fun Spider-Man movie. This one feels like a political infomercial. Now, I don't think I am over-exaggerating that at all. It's just one of those things that just, it 
it really got to me. In this one, Miles is getting ready to finish high school. And his mom and his dad are trying to help him prepare for what's going to be coming next after high school. And he's still pretty much obsessed with Gwen. Gwen was another spider person from the Spider-Verse. So she's a female version of Spider-Man. Or so we think. That's, I guess I'm going to be getting into that here in just a minute. But he's kind of obsessed with her and still trying to find a way to reconnect with her. Just kind of, you know, anybody who's an adult understands the whole teenage angst of being interested in somebody and kind of wanting to connect with them on different levels. But throughout this story, there are things inserted, like where it shows Gwen and she's home. Her whole outfit, her bedroom, her colors are all parts of the trans flag that all matches the trans flag and on her wall she has a poster saying protect trans kids. Now like I said this is my opinion on this and I'm sure I know there are others that share my opinion but there and to me there really are no trans kids. Kids I mean what little girls I mean identifying as tomboy or little girls identifying as tomboy shouldn't be seen as trans. I mean heck I grew up with Transformers, Hot Wheels, all that kind of stuff but it, it didn't mean I wanted to be a boy and vice versa. It's like all these other things. It's like so is Gwen really a female? It never really addresses that. The studio kind of came out with some sort of a, a non-statement saying she's trans if you want her to be trans and it's like no you're pretty much pushing this in our face that she's trans because of ever all the colors and stuff matching the flag and then the flag on her own wall. Like other political things as well and I'm not saying anything against, okay, it's a very controversial statement but it has nothing to do with the movie, but I truly believe that all colors matter. All lives matter. It shouldn't be delegated to just one color or another because to me if you have to put a color in front of lives matter that's a problem because if you value any color above another that's a problem too. And why am I bringing this up in a movie review? Well it's because Miles has a BLM pin on an article of clothing that he's wearing and then there's another part where it, in a tribute to his uncle and in an alternate universe a tribute to his dad it says rest in power. Again I don't see anything wrong with these statements in and of themselves at all and I think we should be proud of our heritages just personally but this stuff is just being so just kind of crammed down our throat for the wrong reasons. It also kind of goes kind of deep down a hole that it addresses the thing that a black hole in the story is a metaphor for capitalism. Now I could just I could do an entire podcast just on that statement alone but I'll just let you put two and two together on that. And the thing is this isn't even the worst part of this whole story yet because as Miles is trying to figure out what he's going to do with his life and trying to figure out everything he realizes that Gwen has gone deeper into the Spider-Verse and when she comes to visit him he follows her into the Spider-Verse and sees hundreds of all these other Spider-Men and Spider-Women and Spider-Animals. Each of these Spider-Men, women, and animals are from their own universes and each of them have their own designations and it kind of can get a little bit confusing if you're not paying attention. With all of this it is a bit all over the place and it can be a little hard to follow but at the same time it adds a level of intrigue and interest into a bunch of different directions that they could go with future projects and films. What if anything that they'll do with that we'll have to wait and see. Now I might upset a few people with some of my thoughts on some of this but that's one of the great things about free speech. 
If you don't like it, turn it off. I'm just going to be blunt. In the original Peter Parker Spider-Man, anybody who's ever seen the movies, read the comics, any of that, know that he lost his Uncle Ben. That was a big part of the Spider-Man story. With the Spider-Verse Spider-People stories, it goes in a different direction. In this particular story, Miles' father is a police officer that is getting ready to become the chief of police. And this is where it gets sticky. In order for him to become the Spider-Man he needs to be, his dad has to die. Now you're probably thinking that's going to tie back into the whole Uncle Ben thing, but just hold on a second. It actually goes in a different direction. They actually go out of their way to make it a point and to mention specifically that in order for Spider-Man to exist in each universe, a police officer has to die. And it's not just in one universe. It's in multiple universes that this is taking place and that has to take place in order for Spider-Man to exist. And I am just like, what? I mean, it comes right out and says that for Spider-Man to exist in each universe, the police have to die. And anybody with any common sense that's paying attention to these details in this movie has got to be asking themselves, what the fudge? And of course, Miles does not want his dad to die, so he's determined to get home and try to intervene where he can. But it's, again, reiterated that this has to happen in order for Spider-Man to exist. And when Miles is home, his dad's trying to connect with him, but Miles is so all over the place with all of this that there's just not that connection to be made. And with this, his mom is trying to help connect with him too. But like I said, they're trying to help him figure out how to navigate the world now that he's going to be out on his own. And so you have the whole teenage rebellion and all of that, but then it goes a step deeper because Miles is having to face the fact that his dad's got to die in order for him to achieve his destiny. And I'm just kind of thinking to myself, it's like, okay, is this just another attack at family values and stuff like that? Or is this just the twisted direction this story is going in? And to complicate matters even further, it comes out as this whole thing is playing out that Miles Morales was never even supposed to be a Spider-Man. Now, I can't really go into any more details on that, as that would be a major spoiler. And though I'm advising people really not watch this movie, it's one of those kind of deep spoilers that if it, this is a movie that you want to watch, that would just totally mess with your head. As if the movie's not doing that enough already. Now don't get me wrong, there are entertaining parts of this movie. You just have to sift through the rest of the crap to get to them. And even with as good as they are, it doesn't outweigh everything else. The vast majority of this story sits so heavy on anybody who's paying attention and just makes you wonder, what were they thinking? But then again, it is Hollywood after all. Though I firmly believe that Stan Lee would be turning over in his grave seeing a story like this. Now you may be wondering what I mean by that. Well, this movie is actually done by Sony. It is not part of the Marvel MCU. And knowing this is just part one of two, and they went this far with this one, I'm wondering how much farther is the next one gonna go? This woke stuff is absolutely everywhere nowadays. And I, amongst many, are just it's like, when is enough enough? And it's like, ugh, why? What happened to just the innocence of kids? Why are we having to just overcomplicate things so much? And somebody on the left might say, well, it just needs to be woke until you wake up. I actually had somebody say those exact words to me, and I'm like, no. It has to just do with plain old common sense, and 
I don't even know if people know what that means anymore, at least this new generation. And I can already hear the response now. Okay, boomer. Well, guess what? I'm not a boomer. I'm Gen X and proud of it. These original superheroes that these movies are based on are innocent. They are, there's nothing sexual about these characters. And why are we trying to over-sexualize them? It's like, who cares? Obviously, somebody does because they wouldn't be making this garbage otherwise. But I'm just, it's like, why? Now, I want to be clear. I am not trying to demonize or criticize or make fun of anybody in that community. Who you choose to love is your business. What goes on behind closed doors is your business. I only care if you are shoving it down my throat or if it is being shoved down the throats of children. And again, I reiterate, this is a kid's movie. We do not need to shove this down our kids' throats. Kids struggle enough in life. They have to deal with their education. They have to deal with bullying. They have to deal with so many other things. They shouldn't have to deal with being sexualized. This is just so inappropriate on so many levels that this is basically a kid's movie. And you know what? Even if it wasn't aimed at kids, even if it's aimed at adults, why do we have to just see just everything everywhere having to do with this community? I don't get it. I don't want to get it. And this is why I have the content warning on this review, because this at first glance appears to be a kid's movie and in reality, it's anything but. Now you might be saying, but it's just a small piece of the movie. But the thing is, if you pay attention to the details throughout the story, it's not just a little piece of the movie. It's worked in throughout the whole story. And that's the point of it. They want to make sure that you get their point. They want to make sure that you get their cause. They want to make sure that you get where they are coming from. And if you don't, then you're going to be canceled because of it. And I'm sure cancel culture is going to come after me for this one. But as I've stated time and time again, this is my opinion. If you don't like it, turn it off. Now with the guilty part of my rating, it is typically safe for 13 and above. But even there, I would caution parents to watch this before you let even your teenagers or so watch it or unless you've raised them to be or to actually have some common sense maybe then they would approach this with more of a balanced thought process at least but yeah this is just so shoved on our throats and children are so impressionable that's why stuff like this just really gets to me i sincerely hope this in-depth interrogation of this movie helps you decide if this is something that you want to invest your time and money into to go see. There are still some of us out here that will not accept this type of culture and indoctrination as the new normal. Kids are innocent. Let them stay innocent. The world is hard enough and it's scary enough and it's intense enough. Once they're old enough to have to deal with it, why do they have to deal with it and face this as kids? I have been seriously debating on how to do this review for days because I know that my thoughts and my opinions on this movie are controversial to say the least, but they shouldn't be. Like I said before, this review is going to elicit some strong reactions, but at the core of it, I have to wonder why. It's like, since when did protecting our children become so controversial? Since when did having common sense be controversial? I just don't know. Honestly, I'm just exasperated. 
I could not come up with a neutral way of addressing this type of story the way that I have always strived to do in true movie deputy fashion. So I just had to bring it to you as honestly and openly as I could. Like I said, I promised to interrogate these movies and so that's what I'm bringing to you. Now, whether or not you agree with me, that's completely up to you. I mean, freedom of speech, freedom of... We've got so many freedoms in this country that... And like I said, I'll say it again. If you don't like what I'm saying, turn it off. But if you agree with any part of what I'm talking about today, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and I can guarantee you're going to get a lot more straight talk reviews like this one. I do sincerely hope that this has helped at least one person, one family, anybody. So until next time, I hope that you have thoroughly enjoyed this journey that you'll come with me on. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Till later. Bye.